Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Flight Cool Shit. Before we get started with this week's special Christmas episode with Mike Goulian and Rob Holland, please head over and give our sponsors some love. Lift Aviation, we love them, they love us, they love you, they love aviation. Show them some love, go support them, buy some products, buy a helmet, buy some shoes, kneeboard, hats, shirts, socks, they got it all. Head over to www.liftaviationusa.com. Use the promo code FLYCOOLSHIT at checkout for 25% off most items on the website. Huge, huge thank you to Fly Good Merch. If you want to fly good and don't suck at the same time, like Rob Holland does, you got to wear some Fly Good Merch swag. Head on over to www.flygoodmerch.com. Use the promo code ACRO at checkout for 10% off the entire website. Let's get started. Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey pilot, you're cleared to enter the box. Smoke on. Ho, 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 and welcome, everyone, to a Fly Cool Shitness special. <laughs> I'm Mark. Were you planning on doing a ho, ho, ho thing this whole time? <laughs> Just yes. holding that back? <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> You're so dumb. I, you know what? I said Fly Cool Shitness out loud, and I was like, you know, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, just I like that. Train yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I know. Anyway. Well, welcome, we everybody. We have our two favorite, two favorite guests. Of all time, Mikey G, Michael Goulian, and Rob Holland. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Hey, thanks. Hey. Well, this podcast already started out way cheesy, but I guess we yeah. can continue to record. <laughs> it's it's, it's only from uphill here. from here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we I'm like to set the bar really low. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed already. <laughs> oh my god, Mike. I can't. I, I'm pretty sure we had Rob on. Uh, uh, previously but uh well i mean we've had both you guys on but i think you have not been on longer um how's everything going it's good man i'm uh we just finished up in a pretty awesome season it was really fun i think we flew i don't know 15 or 16 shows finished off a whole long season on the west coast which was pretty awesome and um now we got the airplane all torn apart my crew chief hannah smith who you guys some of you may know and she's awesome i, I was in uh orlando brought the airplane over to Warren's because there's no need to bring it back to the Northeast where it's going to snow. So Hannah's been kind of living down there working on my airplane. Warren's been nice enough to give us space in this hangar, put new fabric on the plane and stringers and all that good stuff. And we'll paint it and make it pretty and put it back into service. Yeah. Do you basically do a thousand (laughs) hour on it? uh, Like every season or, or close to it? Yeah, it's kind of funny. So the airplane's coming up. Uh, it just actually cracked 2,000 hours, which is really funny because it looks still like perfect, which is yeah, you got a nice which is awesome. Yeah, it's really great. And and um, and I said to to Hannah and to Levi who work on the plane, I'm like maybe we should do a thousand hours. I'm like, um, 
we do a thousand hour like every year. So it already <laughs> it already has new spar bolts and new tail bolts. And but you know, like I was just, just checking put, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> just right. Yeah, I was just testing. But like we just <laughs> there's nothing wrong with the paint or the fabric at all. Well, like we we Levi did the most perfect job. There was not a crack anywhere, but when you look down the inside of the plane, it started to get a little dirty on the inside and stuff. And just wanted to make it look new again. And um Hannah's on the payroll. So I'm like, okay, we're going to make it look perfect. So that's what we that's, did. That's probably because Dumovic was flying it. And I, I heard he doesn't shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that oh, makes no. sense. Oh, I just <laughs> got into the tail section. <laughs> Do you just keep right. it down there? Is the idea to kind of keep it down there? And then uh, when it starts warming up to go uh, um, train it at uh, Kevin's spot? Yeah. It, it's so the start of the season. Yeah, so I think Hannah will go down right after the new year. We'll finish up the paint, put it all back together, the tails off it, but the engine's all done. And, you know, Champion sends us new spark plugs and harnesses and and uh, mags, so it has all that. And then we get the fuel system overhauled. So, you know, the core of the engine stays the same, but all the accessories are all overhauled. We do that every winter. Um, and then, obviously, all, all, all kinds of new brakes, tires, and all that stuff. So it's like it's one of those things where you want to start the season ready to go. So it'll be done by the end of January. And then I'm going to go move it over to St. Augustine and fly out of St. Augustine a little bit. And then once March comes, uh, fly over to Shreveport where hopefully Rob will be. And then uh, Kevin as well will practice and then start the season. That's awesome. Super fun. Yeah. I love what kind it. of maintenance yeah. you got going on with your, your airplane, Rob? You got it down or you over in uh, Union City? I do. It's over in Union City. It's getting all torn apart. Um, Got to do a bunch of stuff to it this year, just refreshing it up and making it all all new again. Um, yeah. I don't have two thousand hours on it, but I do have about eight hundred fifty hours on now, and it's it's only a two thousand nineteen, so it's been flying it quite a bit. Yeah. Were you but, able to fit the uh, the new championship uh, lettering from the twenty twenty three nationals, <laughs> or are you out of space? order a bigger tail? Yeah, I just need a bigger rudder, which I'm okay with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, yeah. yeah, congratulations. Yeah. I don't think I ever well, I said congratulations, but dude, you're freaking killing it, man. You know what we talked Jeff and I talked about that, Rob, after the after you were on the podcast. We were like, God, I like I felt so bad. I was like, I don't think we actually said congratulations. Like it's all just assumed that like, yeah, Rob <laughs> Rob will get it. And like, okay, well deserved, like yeah. it, dude, it's super well deserved. And honestly, this year it was um I mean, it was you earn it every year, but uh, the 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 competition was really tight. I mean, it was you you could not rest on your laurels at all at any point. I was right on his heels. <laughs> yeah, right Jeff. on Jeff. <laughs> Jeff was wait which, which which Jeff? Which Jeff? Yeah, yeah. Better Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Well, even oh, Mike's got a, Mike's got a uh, like a diet Mike now too. You got uh, Ryan Tierney, right, Julian? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mike. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Oh my god! And, and by the yeah. way, I have plenty of I have plenty of room on my rudder, Rob. So if you want to just put it on my rudder, it's fine. I got room. <laughs> I can rent some space from you. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll rent you some space. All right, perfect. That's not a bad idea, oh, dude. You just opened up a can of worms for sponsors. Oh my god! Jeez, that's funny. That's great, so, um, yeah, yeah. Rob. I don't think I've ever asked you this, Rob. On the MX, is there any? Um, I mean, obviously we have you know condition inspections or anything like and, and things like that. But is there a major inspection, like a thousand hour equivalent on the extra? There's not. Uh, I mean, it's experimental airplane, so it's yeah it doesn't have the certification stuff that the extra has. 
But I mean, every winter we basically take it down to nothing and build it back up again, take the wings off, check everything. So I guess it's kind of the equivalent of going through a, a thousand hour for an extra. Sure. Yeah. Now, you and Mike have the same kind of spades, right, Mike? Because I, I thought I noticed it on Rob's. You guys got that like cloth kind of thing going on? No, I think they're a little different. Oh, I thought that yeah. they were like, uh, more angular. I, I, so Ben Freelove and I worked on my spades for, oh, I don't know, oh, quite a while. So I, I had the original spades and we changed them to a smaller spade. And then I've never been perfectly happy with my, with my aileron. So I don't know, a couple of years ago, Ben Freelove and I started working on it. And I don't know if you've ever done anything with, with Freelove, but the dude's a savant and we started going down the rabbit hole and, genius yeah Yeah. made like thirty thousand different pairs of spades and came up with one and like when i sell my plane the spades don't go with this (laughs) (laughs) really you like them that much yes it's it's well although you know some people hate it because like fiegel flies my airplane once in a while and ryan flies my airplane and they're like these ailerons are terrible. I'm like, that's because you guys have terrible aerobatic files. You don't know what good ailerons are. <laughs> that's right, man. You say it how it is. You tell them. So, you tell yeah, Diet yeah, Mike right? that. And they're, and they're like, oh, God, here we go. So, um, no, we're only joking. But, like, my, my ailerons are like, if you flew the plane you and you didn't know, you would think, man, the autopilot found on this thing, of which it doesn't have one. But it's very stiff in the middle. And then it gets it hard it breakout force? as it goes. Up. Yeah, it's got a super high breakout force. And yeah. Um and gets I I really like but it is a little on the on the heavier side probably for the breakout force is a little heavier than you would think. Um but th- it's just the way I've always I like it that way. Well it's nice to find that a center and an extra though. That's like uh, maybe the, do they not like it because it's unnatural for an extra? Yeah, well you got well you fly an extra, they they just put them together and send them across the ocean and and if they're super crazy light everybody's like these are so great i'm like they're terrible like yeah you know they, they, were, they just are, need so much room to get set up right are yours yeah. still set up like if you push the stick always over it just kind of wants to stay there yes no it it's not no it used to be like that and i didn't okay. i don't like that at all um but th- that being said you know like flying an lx or an ng the ailerons are quite nice so it really i think once you started to get towards the counterbalance the ailerons with with the big counterbalance on them that really you know negated the fact of you needing like six feet of p-strip on your ailerons to make them good like there's not much p-strip on my wing anymore yeah i don't i I barely have any actually i don't have any i have two really small wedges and that's it and ben free love did my ailerons too but i have a different feel than what mike has so they're they look quite a bit different i like mine's super solid in the center also pretty heavy breakout but it doesn't get real light i like kind of a heavy feeling airplane so i mean you can push the stick always to the stops with you know three fingers if you want but it you always know where you are and it's always pushing back against you i like that because i don't i i've never liked uh aileron snatch right that has always kind of freaked me out i flew an airplane once i had a lot of it where like if you even if you weren't holding you know two hands on the stick or at least a very very firm single hand on the stick that stick could kind of come out of your hand i never liked that feeling yeah. yeah, the edges the edges have that a lot. My race plane, my first race plane had that. And man, talk about being skittish near the water, right? Or near the ground. Um, oh yeah. That, that was one way to take one way to take away your confidence is to have that happen. And and it would only go in one direction, not the other. And it took forever to fix 
to figure that out. And when I went to my second race plane, which had the two seat wing on it, and again, you know, just did a ton of work on the ailerons, it, it, it became magic, but it took a long time. Wow. What has Ben, uh, what has Ben up to these days? I haven't heard much from him at all. I'm not sure. I haven't talked to him in a little while. Yeah. Yeah. I know he was, I still, you know, I know he still works with Yoshi a lot and spends some time in Japan. So. Okay. I'm not sure doing what. Yeah. Uh, he's awesome. I, I was always fascinated when he would come do, uh, do talks at our chapter meetings. I mean, he, he really is a genius. When you say genius, it, it, it's no joke. He really is. He really is. I got to call Ben up. I never actually met or spoken to, to Ben and Mark and I have always talked about getting him on the podcast. Um, he was a fantastic pilot too. I mean, he was really, really, um, he was awesome. I mean, he, he chose a different direction, but, uh, I, I think he could have, I mean, I mean, he could have he gone as far as he wanted to go and it would have been pretty darn high in, in the grand scheme of things. He was a really good pilot. I'm sure he still is. Um, but man, I, I loved his freestyle. I forgot what year it was. Um, in the edge, Worlds. uh, the, uh, Worlds, the opening ceremony for Worlds. I, I used to watch that video all the time. It's fantastic. Yeah. Where that edge? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was sold. That I was, think. Um, did that become a race plane? My airplane? Yes. Yeah. That was your, you, that you was, got that airplane. Yeah. That, that, was be, that, that became mine. That oh, was okay. my second. That was my mm. second one. Got yeah. It. Yeah. I wish there was more yeah, people so- were still flying the edge in competition. It's just, I mean, it's such a purebred for aerobatic competition, too. It's a beautiful airplane. Yeah. Yeah. My second yeah. airplane, I, I really, really, I liked it a lot. It, we, you know, it was Kirby's and then it became, and then it, um, forget where it went after Kirby, but it, it had a couple of owners and then it went to Ben and then to me. And that airplane has the two seat wing on it and the extended elevator, which I don't think there's many of them. So it's a real, it's actually a really good aerobatic airplane. Cause it, it will cap off the top with no speed and just motor way to just hang in there. Cause the wing yeah. is obviously it's not wider. It's not, the wingspan isn't longer, but it's a little bit deeper in cord near the root. So you almost can't tell the difference looking at the two of them and they fly the same, but yeah, it's a, it was, uh, I really enjoyed that plane a lot. When, when you guys are at ICAST, um, speaking of Kirby and stuff, do you guys get together a little bit and just shoot the, uh, stuff with comp- old competition days and, and what's going on now and stuff like that? Cause that'd be really cool to be <laughs> for Mark and I. You know, like you, Martin, Holland. Uh, honestly, um, we t- honestly we're so busy there. Yeah. Like I'm like, I think I saw Rob for like two hours at dinner one. Day. You see, it's like going to Oshkosh. You see everybody, but you don't spend any time with anybody because you're just yeah. doing your own thing, working. Yeah. Did you see any new vendors there, or anything new coming to air shows in 24? Yeah. Anything exciting? I, I didn't. I didn't see a whole lot of new stuff there. To be honest with you. Did you, Mike? Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, um, no, you know, ICAST has changed over the years. When I first started, right, people would put these big, huge TVs in their booth, and everybody would try to get your attention with the TVs and look at me fly and all that stuff. So, and they'd bring the they. I remember the Jet Waco came in, and they used to bring Shockwave would come in in the place, and it was really fun. And 
and they used to have the best booth would win like the registration for the next year and all that stuff. They don't do that anymore. I guess just because of social media, everybody's already seen your stuff online. So you don't need all of that, but it's changed. The booths are pretty generic now. <laughs> yeah. I show up, I show up with a banner and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys, do you guys think that ICAST, um, as a, a venue for booking air shows, you think the days are numbered for ICAST and that it'll, it'll kind of change the way shows are booked because you're really not going there to see a presentation of acts and then, and then deciding anymore. I mean, especially for you guys, your acts are booked outside of ICAST probably in, in its entirety, right? I think there's still a little bit of a purpose. I, I think for the newer people in the industry or the, the people I haven't been in very long, it's a way to actually put a face in front of the, uh, the producers and the people putting on the shows so they can kind of, okay. you know, yeah. Like network you know, people have been around for a while, which I guess I'm actually one of them now. Um, yeah, I book most of my shows before I get there. I start yeah. booking the the following year. Like I have, you know, 2024 is booked, but I also have 2025 booked now too. So wow. I did book a few shows there for that. That's crazy. That's amazing. That's amazing. Mike, yeah, shows, a, uh, yeah. shows scheduled next year for you. Yeah. Yep. The same. I think we have 16, which is, which is, um, perfect for, for us. And, and, but like to, to add to what Rob was saying, I, I still think you need to go to ICAST and this is really air shows are relationships, right? And, and it's all about trust and the producer needs to know that if they hire you, you're not going to kill them, kill yourself on their runway. And it's all about, and the only way you do that really is just to get to know people at the convention and to get, recognized in the business it's just a sort of it's a super slow build and uh i don't want to tell you the when i went to my first icast because it was a long time ago and it will age me but it was three years before anybody hired me for an air show outside of like massachusetts new hampshire and vermont and you know and today people are like oh i don't get anything out of icast i'm like nobody ever has gotten anything out of icast you just have to like it's one of the tests, right? Can you endure for a few years until you get recognized? And, you know, you just, you fly, you fly locally, then you fly regionally, and then you fly on a coast or in the middle. And then finally, you know, you make it. And then to get across the country takes 10 years before somebody's going to hire you on the other side. So I, I think it's kind of fine that way. And it, it, it probably should, should be, be that way. way. Yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. That makes sense. Um, is it, do you, you kind of find as you uh, are bringing people into Michael Goulding air shows, are you kind of, are you trying to, um, mentor potential future acts that way? Um, yeah, well, you guys know, and Rob knows a bunch of people that worked for, with, and for me and for Rob too, right. Um, with Steven and the, the air business is hard and not, and I, a lot of people are like, Oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. And I'm like, okay, that's really awesome. Uh, but come and live it for a couple of years. Cause yeah, it's not what you think it is. They right? want like, the rockstar yeah. lifestyle, but they don't want to, they don't want to work hard. To, to, yeah. To that, no, that it's not even that they don't want to work hard. They're like, man, this is harder than I thought it was. So I could go you know, fly an airliner and make 400 grand a year and, and then still own an aerobatic airplane, or I could slog this thing out on the road for months and months and months to be like Rob Holland and, you know, make a portion of that, but not all of that in a, in a difficult life. Right. And I think it's like, there's only a few Rob Hollands in the world and 
that like that's their life and that's what they do and they're they're a special breed of people yeah. uh that do that right and um so it's just hard and i don't fault anybody for it you know chris porter was a guy he wanted to be an airship pilot. It's like, damn, this is hard, and he's flying in the airlines. And and Ryan, and you know, it'll be interesting to see what Ryan wants to do with his career. And he's going to have fun with me. He's living on the road, flying extras around, and all of that Sounds stuff. But what they do, yeah, I mean, it's really fun for a few years. And I, yeah. but I tell people, I'm like, hey guys, like this is my dream. It's not your dream. And I realize that my dream, um, if you're not me kind of sucks come August, September, October, when you've been on the road for a long time. Like it, you know, it's like, it's like being Sick. a roadie, right? It's being yeah. a roadie. Yep. Sure. So um, it's, uh, it's not so easy. And, and, um, but it's, again, it's really, t- to me, it's still intoxicating. I love to fly as much today as I did the, my first air show. And uh, I'll always feel that way, but it's, yeah, it's it's damn hard, as Rob can tell you. Uh, it's just hard. That's why there's that's why there's not many Rob Hollands in the world, right? Well, and that's that's a thing, you know. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, I think everybody can tell um, both of your passions for doing air shows specifically, the the air show career and the grind um, and aerobatics. You guys love it so much. And and Jeff, Rob, and I were talking about this uh, in a chat, and it's just amazing. It's like an obsessive passion that not very many people have and do you feel like that more people had that in uh mike maybe you know kind of in between well i won't say in between generations or anything like that but uh you know you're um in an era where i mean there was tons and you've seen a ton of people with that same passion kind of retire um um and 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 leave the leave the industry i don't i don't know that we're seeing that kind of same amount we're certainly not seeing the same amount come up, but um, do you think that passions are changing or people are, are just um, unwilling to, to go for it? Or is there a dynamic change that you're seeing in the air show industry? That's such a huge question. Rob, go ahead. I just think of, I mean, a big part of it, I think it's just so cost prohibitive to get in. Um, yeah. You know, not that yeah. planes are cheaper back in the day, but you could build your own airplane back when it was a lot, you know, you didn't have to pay half a million, $600,000 for an airplane. And then do yeah. all the training and then get the experience and then get good enough to get in. I mean, it's just, it's a, you got to be really committed. I mean, this really has to be something you really want to do and you pretty much have to give up everything else to make it happen. Yeah. And the the cost of entry is just enormous now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long payoff too. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you know when I, I get know. there someday. Yeah. <laughs> and it seems to, you know, just to build on what Mark was saying, you know, you had when you had Gene Susie and Ian Grooms and all those guys, it was motivating to see like dozens of these phenomenal in, and it kind of pushes you to want to be there. Um, and you know, I'm sure that they mentored and everything like that. And I don't know, it seemed it seemed like a, a really clutch error, but um, it's definitely a, an, an interesting industry and um, definitely want to see a younger generation get involved in it. Like the stars of tomorrow, we spoke about it in depth, but that was just such an amazing, amazing program to, to watch from the outskirts. I don't know how it was internally, yeah. but actually um, Mike, I'd like to hear your take on it. You've been doing this a lot longer than I have. Yeah, I don't. So uh, it's interesting. And the, the one thing I think the industry has changed uh, one way it's changed over the years is that when I first started to go to ICAST, 
it was it was sponsorship, 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 right? It was it was the holy grail. And all of ICAST, all of the seminars and everything was, you know, how do you write an interest letter to a potential sponsor? How do you talk to them? How do you approach them? How do you activate us? All of those things. And we don't, you know, Rob, we we just came home from ICAST and there's really there's almost nothing about sponsorship education anymore. Yep, and true. I think that's that's hard, right? So they talk about it from the sponsor side, but not from the performer side. Um, and so, again, right? There's like there's Kyle Franklin, there's Rob Holland, there's Matt Yunkin, and I can't think of anybody else, Rob, that I'm that are like full time people that don't have a full-time, full-time sponsor that are doing it. But those guys are, you know, those three are the best of the best of, of their game. So they can do it and make it. And they're, they're unbelievable. But I think, you know, there's a lot of people that have retired, right? So, or, or are slowing down, right? Right. Patty, Matt, David Martin, you know, Clint McHenry years ago was in it forever. There's a whole bunch of the French connection was there and yeah. uh, just a, a, an amazing Tucker, right? Sean retired. Like t- to me, Sean and Sean and Gino were the two people that I looked up to as the, the most is the, man, you know, Gino just, he's Mr. Airshow. He, to me, Gino and Rob Holland are the same, right? And Sean from a business side. And Sean did it so hard for so long. And, and you can only, you know, you can only appreciate that. So when I when I look at Sean, and uh, um, that's what I see is how much effort and dedication he put into it for, yeah. for so long. Well, know? he did it. He did it to the point where he was trying to get somebody to take over the act because the act was almost... I mean, Sean was Sean and, and he, he was the biggest, but like it was something that was going to maybe transcend him. He could retire and have this thing still continue. And I don't know how many acts you're going to see that are going to be like that anymore. No, I mean, it's that it's hard. Like Coors Light did it with the silver bullets and, yep. you know, Shockwave could have done it with who was driving, but you know, it, it, you can't replace Rob Holland. And, and that's, that's a little bit of the problem with me is that, you know, it's my name is associated with it, which, you know, it is what it is, but I, you know, probably won't be able to sell that to somebody. And that's why, you know, John if Ryan Platt doesn't change all... his name to Michael Gullion. I, I mean, right? somebody will change their name to take there you go. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Not, not. Um, and then they see what it's like. And they're like, Oh my God, I'm going to change my name back. Uh, <laughs> you, you know? So I don't know. I just like, <laughs> I think today people get into it because they think they want to be airshow pilots. And I think if you asked, you know, Rob and me and Patty and Tucker and, you know, Matt and Kirby, like we did it because we love to fly airplanes. And, oh, my God, you're going to pay us to fly planes, too? Yeah, exactly. Sure. Right? Like sure, it's yeah. totally, de- you know, and I always say that I always get these these emails. I want to sponsor, then I'm going to fly airshows. I'm like, how about you learn to fly first? And then, <laughs> yep. you know, like, yeah, come on now. Right. And that's how I don't mean to be egotistical or a jerk about it. And, and, uh, cause I'm certainly not the best pilot that, that ever lived, but like, I love to do what I do. And even if I didn't get paid for it, I still do it. Yeah. Well, and I, I guess yeah. it's just the approach that people take. I, I mean, we've, we've seen it. I mean, you see it, I guess in, in, in multiple facets, but I mean, I've seen it before where, where people have made and printed, um, 
their air show t-shirts years before they even had a sack card. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, okay, right. this is, there's, there's a problem here. <laughs> this is backwards. Yeah. I get those <laughs> emails too. And I don't, I don't, I don't want this to sound harsh, but like my advice to people is just go get good and then come yeah. talk about air shows, you know, yeah, get yeah. the, get the flying part down first. Then let's talk about the business side of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, on a positive note with air shows, we haven't really touched upon this, but the Northern lights, um, appear to be coming back does any I, I do you mean, guys know anything about that we talked about this a year ago what the hell's going on i actually the only thing i've ever heard about them is from youtube so i i have no idea what's going on with that <laughs> yeah i saw andre was Michael? at oshkosh yeah uh, well andre was at oshkosh uh and i chatted with him and obviously it's his team and he's bringing it back but like i don't know whether they're going to do air shows or they're just going to do sort of like corporate flying events and things like that. I don't, I don't know, but I don't understand. I can't imagine the Northern lights doing another 30 show season again. I don't, I don't see, think you'll see that. Would you ever go on that team? No? Well, Rob, Rob Holland can attest. He doesn't want me within 40 feet of his wing <laughs> flying formation. So, so you probably won't see me on that team. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Rob. Oh, my God. They'll be like, yeah, they're like, yeah, hey, we're going to be in trail. Michael, you're fifth. Yeah, but there's only three people. Yep, but you're still fifth. <laughs> oh, my God. I love hey, at it. least yeah. I admit when I suck. <laughs> I don't know. The photos of you guys with the Blue Angels look pretty sick. I know. <laughs> No, Mikey does good. He's 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 pretty solid out there. I don't as know if I want him doing crazy. a loop, but straight and lovely is great. Yeah, yeah straight and lovely is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, are you planning on doing anything with the MX2 this year, or is that uh still up in the air? Uh, yeah, a couple of things. So I got a couple of early shows this year in February. I'm going to do a show in Guatemala and a show in El Salvador, and it's it's just too much trying to get the um, the single seat ready in time. So I'll take the two seater down for that. And then usually like I wait till March before I start practicing because the plane's down. But now they have the two-seater. I want to try to fly a couple times a month, every month leading up to that. And I'll use the two-seater for it just to, so I'm not starting from scratch at the beginning of uh, March, you know, when I start hitting it hard. I want to actually kind of have some of the skills still there ready to go and, and build off that, especially on a, well, you know this, Jeff, with a team year and going to Worlds, I'll be spending a lot of time practicing the competition stuff, so. Yeah, Mike, fresh, that'd be cool to get you out to, to to a camp with us and hang out and critique and stuff. I would love to do that. I, I it's not a secret. I miss com- competition aerobatics. I wish I had more time in my life. Um, but as I sit here talking to you guys, I spent the first six hours of today sitting in front of my computer uh, editing my CFI handbook to update it. Like I'm doing all those fun things. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a blast. Yeah. Somebody shoot me. So, Mike, I have a quick question. If Ryan is is Diet Mike, is Steven Mike Zero? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What, what do I say to that? Petroselli, you need a new partner. Yeah. Well, well the, real, the real question is, what? then what's Adam Messenheimer? <laughs> right. <laughs> Clear Pepsi. Clear Pepsi. <laughs> 
God, that kid's killing it too. He flew, yeah, Mike, he, he flew like four hours and um, I was at Nationals on the judging line. <laughs> that kid crushed it. Yeah. <laughs> like flying like nothing, man. I want to see that's such a, He's such a good guy. Yeah. I want to see him nice. fly air shows. I think Adam would fly an awesome air show. Yeah, will. He'll, he'll be there someday. He, he's had a sack card, card in the past flying the pits. Um, but yeah, he'll be back at it again sometime. Yeah. Now we have yeah, two stars of tomorrow. Some, yeah, I mean, like, I think when you look at somebody, if you said, Michael, who would be a great air show person? I think Adam would be, because, like, he's he's a great flyer, good-looking dude, he's a nice guy, and he's super personable and outgoing, and, like, he kind of has all of that stuff. That He's not egotistical you know, either. No. No, no he's, he's just super, he's, he's just... He's just super awesome all the way around. He's a good guy. I get excited with you guys, you know, Rob, Mike, like with this kid, uh, Ryan, uh, on the team, Mike, like, because that's the future. That's, I don't know, as dumb as it sounds or whatever, whatever it is, but like, no, I'm, like I'm watching him like grow and like seeing where he's going to be or imagining where he could be like, and, and knowing, you know, where he came from. It's, it's cool to watch. It's fun. And, and you know, um, we're gonna we we I just sold my LX to David one of David Martin's friends because it doesn't really do us any good, but we are gonna put a decathlon in the school for the next 12 months to do upset recovery training and intro, introduction to aerobatics for all our customers here. And uh it may or not be a secret that I'm helping Aura Aero introduce the integral R and S um here to the u.s that's gonna be a great addition for aerobatics yeah Yeah. and and i'm I'm gonna well yeah and we'll end up switching to that plane um in our school once it becomes certified here in the states did you Um, have you flown it yet i have not flown it we've over been over to france twice steven fiegel's been over twice uh the weather was bad the other Uh. day so um yeah it'll be it'll be really fun to see it and they've they've really done a lot of great stuff to help us sort of if you will make it perfect for the american market so they're going to send one over and we're going to tweak it like hey the headset jacks should go over here and that so the first one's really going to be uh, um if you will like a certification test bed and be able to do demo flights in it and all that good stuff so oh cool that would be really cool that would be really cool to have fiegel or you to bring it out to nats and Play a demo in sportsman and not in the actual well, competition, but just demo it. Well, I think the plan will be to bring it to the nationals and Steven will fly it and, and Ryan too, probably. Very cool. That'd, That'd be, be awesome. great. I'm doing I can't a wait to hear yeah. feedback on this, man. I can't wait. I think I think that airplane, um I, I it's that's a long overdue hole that that airplane's gonna fill um that we've needed in the United States. Yeah. Mike, I've never you and I should fly a sportsman in it at the nationals. Yes. That would be oh my god, that would be fun. Yes. Rob, be super Rob fun. you have enough titles, Rob. Would you just relax? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he can put them on the rider of that plane. No, we can fly as a champion now. Can, can you do an HZ or whatever it's called at um at national? So like you can fly, but it doesn't count. Yeah, gosh. It's, uh, yeah. That'd be fun. And then I'm gonna love and this. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear Rob Holland's helmet and he's gonna wear spiky hair and then we'll see what the judges <laughs> think. I couldn't love this idea more if I tried. How do we get this? Ha- like, do we need a GoFundMe? Oh. What do you guys want? What do you I just know? Want to say, 
I want to see which one of us does a worse loop trying to make a loop actually right. around without anything on it. <laughs> oh my god. Well, no, we should hey, do battle of the diets, like tyranny versus Messenheimer and sportsmen. And you guys coach each one of you. <laughs> okay, let's be realistic. If I was actually gonna compete in the nationals, even in sportsmen, I would spend a month getting coached. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking Ben Ben Free Love. <laughs> Ben Freelove would be on the payroll designing new spades for the airplane. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, what? I'd say then I would lie and tell everybody, no, I just showed up. I died yeah. just the first time yesterday. Yeah. I can just imagine a phone call with Rob Cole and Ben, ben being like, sorry, I can't have an NDA with Julian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm busy oh those weeks. God. Sorry. Yeah. It's funny because I was tra- I've been training somebody for best two three weeks in a Cy Marchetti a little bit. Dude, he wanted to get into some aerobatics and do some basic acro, and I never done side by side aerobatics before with with anybody training. And oh my god, it's eye opening how much more how much easier it is to to show people stuff and, and have them grasp it while you're sitting next to them compared to tandem. I did I never realized. Yeah. And that's the whole idea too. It's like when you're doing it with these people, it's it's just so comforting. You look them at the eye in the eye and go, hey, it's no problem. Here you go. Yeah. Right. You can, yeah. you can nudge them in the shoulder. Like, Hey, that was awesome. And you know, it's just, you're, you're, you're with them in the plane. Well, this guy like. he didn't really do a lot of acro and, and obviously with, with most people, they're a little, you know, reserved with it. And I think it gives them a sense of uh, comfort when you're sitting right next to them too. And, you know, we're working on, you know, where to look, when to, you know, things like that. So I can point and, and you can see, and it's just, it's invaluable because with tandem, you can't, Especially in an action when you're sitting up in the front. Especially you you can show somebody how to do something. And it's hard to see a stick. Like when you're tandem, you can't really pay attention to what's going on outside and see the stick and and rudder pedals move. But you can see somebody's mannerisms right next to you. I mean, hell, you're close enough in in the Orero and certainly in Marchetti. You can almost feel their forearm move and you kind of know how somebody's moving when they're doing a maneuver. I think it helps a lot being side by side. And it's man, a the cool Marquette plane. is such a, it's a cool plane. Dude, it is. I always wanted to fly one of those. They look so cool. Uh, They're so, so cool. fun. It's, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I think it's somehow with the rudder, but it's got very little adverse yaw and roll, right, Mike? And it's got that laminar yeah. smooth as shit. It's, just it's smooth fast, as it's slick. Shit. You get that thing up to 180 miles an hour, it just, it feels like a fighter jet. It's so much fun. Rob, yeah, you really like it. Yeah, Rob, you'd like it. And I don't, it's been a while since I've been in one, but all I can remember is, like when you you get off the ground and you suck the gear up, you can almost you can just feel the airplane accelerate as the gear comes up. It's such it feels a like cool an afterburner. Feeling. Yeah, it's so it's like yeah, it it's one of those things that just is meant to fly and it's a cool. I plane. spoke to Mark it's before cool. I flew it just to get some advice on it because I had not, you know trying to do due diligence and be safe and everything he told me about it was true and it it flies like a jet and that's what Mark said. It just yeah. gosh, it's it's cool. I could definitely see because I never. I thought they were a little high with how they were priced. And um, it's just one of those things. It's like, well, why do people like pizzas? You know, it's until you fly one, you don't know. And um, I mean, if you think about the utility, it's a four seat. I mean, not aerobatic four seat, but it's a four seat airplane with 260 horsepower and it's aerobatic. Like it. it, And it's fast as fuck. It's fast. Like you can go get you can go places in it. You can do acro in it. It's safe. It's comfortable. It's well built. Yeah. yeah, I I think they're super cool. Well, and 
Mark, you might remember, you know, Team America used to fly them out on the West Coast, and I um, flew. Um, I flew that uh, his airplane. Um, uh, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Um, yeah, uh, one of one of those birds. Uh, uh, the uh, following owner, I, I flew it for him for years. So I got a lot of time. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. 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 So he was fitting too, Rob. Would I? That's cool. Yeah, the guy I'm flying with is six six or six five or something. Oh wow. It was really slick. And I remember talking to I can't remember who the owner of the team was. It kills me now. I can't remember. Um but uh they would fly a Reno all the time and he said that they would not modify their show to go to Reno, which is pretty impressive for an airport to say that about a plane. Oh, yeah. Wow. That it had it enough performance that they could go to Reno. You know, because Reno is it's nine thousand foot DA all the time, every day there in this it, during the events. And he's like, "Yeah, nope, we fly with a little bit of caution, but we don't change a thing." It's like, "Wow, okay, that's cool." Yeah, it builds speed up really quick, so that's what we're kind of working on is just like getting, you know, speed controls to you know throughout the maneuvers because you know you get nose down on it and you can't over G it, obviously. So, um. Yeah, it's just, it's, oh man, Rob, you would really, really like it. I, I got to be honest. Yeah. Well, one of these days I'll get in one. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say enough nice things about the SF-260. They're, they're super freaking fun. I, I mean, it's, it's really fun to yank and bank an aerobatic airplane, but that's a really fun airplane to yank and bank. I mean, it's cool, but Rob, like maybe now we should tell them about our future formation aerobatic team, or should we keep that a secret? That's, uh, it's, if you want to break the ice, go for it. Yes. 152 Aerobats. Breaking news. <laughs> It'll break the internet if I tell you. <laughs> this is going to happen. So Rob, once, it's, once you say Rob, it on this podcast, it has to happen. Right? Well, it just depends on, it depends on if my wife will let me do it. So it's Rob and I are and, Cubs. And, yeah. And if we can get, uh, I heard that. And if we get. <laughs> and, and I heard that. Get, I love that. <laughs> If we get Chapman out of retirement, we're going to have three stagger wings that we're going to fly in formation aerobatics in. Oh, are you kidding how's me? That, how's that of for a cool air? Of course, we got to teach Mikey some formation aerobatics. But whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm going to be the <laughs> leader. That'll be fine. Yeah, he's lead. He's lead. <laughs> yeah, I'm lead. We're good. I'm lead. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> are you serious? What are you going to call well, yourselves? Our... I don't know. I don't know. Stagger waggers. Ma- <laughs> Michael and the two scared wingmen. <laughs> Well, if Chapman's there, it can be Chapman and the graduates. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! You can well, there'll be six wings, sixers. Wouldn't um, wouldn't that be cool? That would be so. That much would fun. be awesome. Yeah, oh, that'd be a beautiful. A uh, that'd be a beautiful act too. That would be fun someday. Okay. Rob's okay. gonna be Rob's gonna be eighty. I'll be ninety. Mm-hmm. I was gonna we'll say it. book it now for two thousand forty. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, think Rob's exactly. got some openings in twenty thirty six. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, man. Hey, so um, sorry to talk all this extra talk, Rob. We just don't know the MX, but there's that new SX that's out. And Mike, are you switching? We know Rob's not going to switch. No, I hope. I mean, I hope to fly it in the. um, They're saying, what's happened across with Marcus and Eric? And apparently, at some point, the airplane's going to come over here. I don't know whether it's on the next container or the other one. I was going to. When I was over in France, I was going to try to go to Germany for a couple of days, but the weather was terrible and none of it worked. So, um, I just want to know why is there I have no, no idea that thing flying? That's what I say. Yeah, I mean, they've had, they've been, had a lot of really competent people flying. You'd think they'd like shoot some video of that stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd like to see more. Vi- I, I'd like to see some video of it flying. I'm not that I'm like assuming that it's not going to be anything that, you know, less than. I don't know. What the ESC is out. so incredible. Like, how much better could it be? The ESC is just such an animal, right, Mike? I love my plane. Every time I get it, like. Me too. Yeah, I just, I just love it. And so. Have I mean, to, I haven't flown it. It has to be really good. I know. I want to. I, I I need to fly both. I need to fly the MX and and the SC. I really want to fly an SC. I know somebody that owns an MX. I, I need Mark, to. We can get you in there. So maybe I can come on. So what 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 Coke product would I be like? I don't know. What's what's uh? So we we got diet and and Coke Zero covered. What else is that? I don't uh, know, cherry Coke or something? I don't know. But anyway, maybe I could be like the third ferry pilot for for Mikey G and. And then tab Rob, Rob, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my god, Rob, you took it out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I missed it. What is it? Tab, (laughs) tab, does tab even exist anymore? I don't know. Mark would be Kirkland Cola, Kirkland Shasta, (laughs) you'd be like Natty Light, (laughs) Zima. That would be cool to have Mark. Um, Mark Ferry, one of your guys' planes. Have him ferry it to nationals. This way, that gets him to nationals. That would get me to nationals. We got to get you actually flying in a competition. Never mind just like showing up at one. Oh boy, that's a whole thing. Mike, what's your solution to get Mark to fly a competition? Besides, uh, I don't know because I get, think everybody in the world has tried to embarrass him. He's not going to do it. So I just think I don't know. You must not be yeah. any good in an extra. That's the problem. I'm guessing. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you're literally ruining his Christmas by saying that. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. I, I respect the mind games. I like this a lot. He's going to cry today. You know, listen to that on replay. <laughs> As Kevin Coleman would say, Gouli and Aerosports were a thick skin and a good sense of humor are absolutely required. <laughs> I love Abs- it. If absolutely. you can't get it, if you can't take it, get out. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one thing I'm curious about ta- talking about kind of um the good old days versus now. Do you feel like that that um I, I don't know that the the tough love and the and the, the rising cuz yeah, like I mean, it was it's I mean, it's thick in all of our circles, that's for sure. Um I'm former military so like I god, I've been called everything. Do you, is that do you find that kind of changing with the younger generation of airshow pilots where that's maybe uh something that is missing and i'm not saying it's needed but is it is that shifting away too not on my team <laughs> <laughs> yeah rob, like, rob uh rob lays in on pretty thick at training camps i gotta be honest i've gone home crying a couple of times <laughs> i have some on video too by the way like, <laughs> even, when, even when talking to matt chapman you could just tell you could tell the way Mike talks about Matt and Mac talks about Mike. Like Love. you could tell, like everybody had this thing and Rob too. watching Rob and, and Mike at nationals. Like you can just, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you can just tell that, that, yeah, like this is, uh, yeah. this is the language, you know? Well, speaking of Matt, how awesome was his speech at ICAS? Oh my God. So I want to know, I want to know the rest of that story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I can't tell you, I can't tell you that story on this podcast. <laughs> Not even on, wow. That's pretty bad. And again, even come on no, that, uh, that must be really bad. Yeah. He, he had me squirming in the seat. Rob, I'll tell you someday. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, but, God. you know, to get back to what Mark was saying with banter and everything like that, I was just thinking back to this Nationals and, you know, the flying was fun, but I remember the best memories were, were the banter, like AJ dropping a hamburger on, in the barbecue and then, you know, Burbit, Better Jeff ripping me apart from missing a double roll, like the, his figure that we walked through like 20 million times and Coco and, and all that stuff. Like that's, that's honestly the, I wouldn't say it's the best part because I really enjoy the flying, but it's up there. Like it's, it's so, that's why, that's what brings you back. I don't know. Oh, it's just fun. And it brings everybody in the exact same level too. Yeah. Yeah. Even when Mark yeah. and I went out to Nationals in Kansas, when you, when Mike, when you were out there and everything like that was epic. That was so much fun. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like for me, it's my way of telling you that like I love you and you're part of the circle and that we're close. Like, yeah, you wouldn't I treat, you wouldn't treat somebody like people. that you didn't like. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and and I expect them to, and they do. My team is just as bad as you know. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Oh my god, I don't even. I don't want to go there. But yes. <laughs> I just have to tell all of our listeners, I think this will probably be another time where we stop recording and then we actually get to hear this story off air. Just like the last time you guys were on, all the solid gold was after we recorded. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I just can't even remember half of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's, not, there's not a book thick enough. Yeah. No, there's not a book thick enough. Yeah, it definitely. But Mike, you're yeah. right. It, You know, and, and I'm sure Rob agrees. If you're not getting razzed up a little bit and and joked around with, it's and it's not that people don't like you. It's just I. It's a term of endearment, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. it's certainly how. Uh, yeah, how, you know, they say, "Oh, there's a little bit of truth in everything," right? They they say, "Oh, there's a little bit of truth in everything." I'm like, actually, not with us. It's not. Like, <laughs> there's, no, there's no truth in it. Right? I was like, yeah, that's no, funny. Yeah. <laughs> my my Don't. wife my wife tells me she's like hey not everybody has your sense of humor all the time so like be careful who you do because i'll do that like with somebody that i just meet the first time they're like hi my name's such and such and i'm dating mark paulett i'll be like oh i'm sorry to hear that you know and, <laughs> be, and, and just like as a test right and and just to see yeah. if they come back with a you Are know you and cool? if they come back with a zinger you're like, okay, you're good. You're in. Like, that's part of the game. If, if you know, if they look at you weird, you're like, uh oh. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. My wife says the same thing. Like, not everybody thinks like you. Just just watch it a little bit. I'm like, okay. All right. Okay, I guess I'll watch my mouth. Whatever. Okay, okay. That's funny. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we, we, we are in a harsh, uh, uh, with, I, but I love it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. It, it's a pretty fun, uh, constant shit talking <laughs> group. It's good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And when do we have any shows together next year? Oh boy. Uh, let's see. Jones Beach. Let me go to my computer. I, I told them that you were gonna you were gonna fly Jones Beach, bro. So you're good to go. <laughs> here, hang out. Well, I, I think the answer will be yes, Rob, since you're going to do 700 air shows. I only, <laughs> have to do one. only 21 next year. Oh, 21. Yeah, wow, that's good. No, that's I was going to say, we should get Karen and uh, Jen on the show 
and uh, interview them without you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That'd that be would fun. be bad news. <laughs> <laughs> you doing? Uh, so yeah. So where would you maybe be? Are you going to go to Tyndall? Uh, no. Um. Oshkosh, yep. uh, Batavia, yep, Sun and Fun, uh, Huntington, yeah. I'll tell you, right, I'll, just, shows just, this year? I'll just, I'll notice my schedule right now. How about that? There we go. Oh my okay, god, go but, but let me start by saying, first. <laughs> let me start by saying this is tentative, so some things might change a little bit, but for the most part, so I'm in Guatemala, El Salvador. Um, Luke Air Force Base, McDill Air Force Base, Maxwell Air Force Base, Sun and Fun, Vero Beach, Dover Air Force Base, Greenwood Lake, Dayton Air Show, Hill Air Force Base, Battle Creek, Michigan, Geneseo, New York, um, then Air Venture, then pretty much all of August off because of the World Championships. Um, Batavia, pretty sure Owensboro, but that's very tentative. Uh, the U.S. Nationals, Huntington Beach, uh, Hampton Beach in New Hampshire, which I'm excited about, uh, Jacksonville, Florida, Pensacola, Florida, and Stewart, Florida. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, all right. Since you did that, mine is still. And maybe Mike should have won first. Right. I've got three or four. Yeah, Rob's like, I need to add more rudder. Um, yeah. so, so. Rob, how do you so, say inside tumble in Spanish? Right, exactly. <laughs> no comprendo. <laughs> yeah. So, and right, by the way, when you guys were talking about letting people fly your airplanes in your last in your last episode, no, I wouldn't let Rob fly my plane. I'm like, you have to keep. It oh under God, no. Yeah, keep it under 120 knots, and I'll let you fly. <laughs> um, Rob, you, I would never let Rob in my airplane. Kidding me? Right? They would just be like whimpering back be crawling back to the ramp after a flight. first of all you'd have to you'd have to fly it without the canopy because you wouldn't fit anyways <laughs> yeah. yeah actually i've i've flown your airplane you did fly him once didn't yeah you? yeah without it's, even it's... adjusting the rudder pedals i had my knees around my ears <laughs> <Yeah>. sorry <laughs> yeah. they're finding why every my, they're finding uh, everything broken in a tail right now <laughs> why is my why did my sc come back crying yeah. right exactly <laughs> All right, you want me to do my air show schedule because I feel left out now. I'm crying. Let's do it. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm really hurt. I'm really hurt. How okay, many tricycle <laughs> um, tricycle gear carbon cub shows are you doing this year? Maybe one. We'll see. <laughs> oh maybe God. one. Uh, I, you, know, you know what? I, I take that after my comment about you flying in an extra really crappy. Like I get. Yeah. Okay. One. One well, for one. But I'm keeping score. My crappy fly. Um, that's true. That's a true story. Hey, are you going <laughs> to shut up and let me do my thing or what? <laughs> yes. Yes. Jeez, already. Okay, here we go. Uh, Californians. McDill, right? McDill Air Force Base, Southern Fun, Orlando, Tyndall, Jones Beach, uh, Traverse City, Michigan, Binghamton, New York. Uh, Rock the Ramp before Oshkosh, then Oshkosh, then Brunswick, Maine, Montgomery, New York, Batavia, uh, Oceana, Huntington Beach. And then there's two or three at the end of the year that are yet to be confirmed. So there you go. I don't know how are much you guys both doing Huntington so, Beach? Yep. Yeah. I might have to come out for that. Jeff, Jeff, come out. Let's plan on going. I, I, I really want to go to that show. 
It'd be it'd be cool to hang out with you guys. Too. Only if I can crew for Rob and Mike. I want to get a shirt that's half Watt and half you know Rob Holland Air Shows Fly Good merch. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Rob, your your merchandise store has been crushing it, dude. Yeah, it's been doing pretty good. Yeah. I love the show. I'd love to take credit, but Jennifer's crushing it with the store. It's amazing. She's doing a great job. The, the stuff is fantastic. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, uh, that was. I, I don't. I'm, I'm still checking fun. my it's, mailbox. It's, I, it's I fun, like, starting to see Mike. some of that. It's cool seeing some of that clothing out in the wild now, too. Every now and then, just bumping into someone wearing a shirt. It's like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. That's cool. It, it's embarrassing. I'm at ICAST and Rob's giving it, you know, the fly good, don't suck stuff. And Rob's like, Mike, I made one for you. You suck, fly better. I'm like, oh, thanks, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys aren't kidding. You really do banter a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Mike, love do you, are you going to pursue a little bit more in the merchandise end of things at air shows or, or things like that with gear stuff? Because you had some, uh, I remember some of the t-shirts and hats you had in the past with the race plane stuff. That's yeah. Cool. I, I, I don't have my act together good, well enough. And uh, yeah, that's one of our goals is to have some better stuff. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, yeah. Like we'll probably put the, the NX cub where, you know, you can see most of the cub on the front and then the nose gear is kind of on the back or under the armpit. So you can't see it. <laughs> that'd yeah. be cool. I approve. Yeah. Naturally. Naturally. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> by the way that thing is stupid fun by the way i know it looks horrible but it's fun everybody oh, in my company fun. yeah like we have a slack channel on our company of which there's like 35 people and um and we give each other just as much grief on the slack channel than we do in person and we did an oil change on it before it went to the high sierra flying and levi my the chief of maintenance he puts this thing on the slack channel for everybody to see it's like Dear Mr. Goulian, your super tri pacer has completed its oil change. That's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like <laughs> nice. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I uh, mean, it looks I think fun. I'd fly it. It's got a sick paint scheme. I think that's really holding, not holding us back, but I think that's helping the situation a lot. The paint scheme <laughs> on it is pretty epic. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> it's a fun. What's it's a fun what do you like most scheme. about it, though? Like the way the whole yeah the nose gear (laughs) my my, i'm getting old you know my skills are getting worse so i uh, you know i need that Um, oh man so it just like it just the things wishes you you just kind of like i don't know you can put it anywhere and when all the other cubs like oh it's blowing 28 crossing like yeah whatever and you just go and um we had it pablo and i and levi had it out at the high sierra flying and you know the the surface of the sand is so it's so it's just beautiful like powder and we were out there practicing and you know you just lock the brakes to try to stop in the airplane it's just sliding across the sand you can watch it uh where the air the wheels are the wheels are just completely locked and the thing's sliding along on this cushion of almost feels like baby powder it's a super fun feeling the whole being out there doing it out there mark is probably close to you i don't know if you've ever been out there but the surface is never have is so cool yeah it's it's awesome it's a really like i look forward to it every year and i hope that uh i'll be able to do it this year too it's really fun that's so cool yeah. Yeah, we need mx cool. to make a uh a try a try highway <laughs> right <laughs> <A> try mx <laughs> 
Uh, it looks cool. Does it anything? Does it do anything different than, uh, say, like a regular X Cub um, that that the X Cub can't do, or is it just once it's off the ground, it's the same thing? So you know, once it's off the ground, it flies. So that's this is the new one, right? With the the G series ailerons, they call them. So it, the ailerons are really light. Um, it's fast, right? So this is the certified Cub, and you know that you can take the nose gear off. So you just there's there's jack points. So you take the nose gear off, and then uh, you flip the main gear around, and then you put a tailwheel on the back. So you can convert it in about six. Oh, hours. that's cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. So that's a, it's Looks actually like a the glass air kind of thing. Yeah, so it's it is it is really cool. But you know, once it's in the air, it flies like all the others. Yeah, um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, or did- yeah, but. So I got to ask you, how much heat do you get showing up at these events with the nose wheel? Oh, oh boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> Mike's currently sitting on a cushion right now. <laughs> they yeah. wouldn't say anything if they didn't love you. Yeah. And my, and, uh, and you know, we got it because my boss at Wheeland wants to fly it. And so, and he's not a tailwheel guy and he doesn't have time. So he bought the thing and, and um and I said, you know, everybody is gonna completely crush me on these things. Like, no, they won't. I'm like, oh yes, they will. So every yeah. time I get a wise ass comment, I uh I send it to him. And yeah. it's very funny. Like, you know I'm what? Like, see, look at what they're day- look at what they're saying, right? And, oh god. You should totally like stick get some stickers made and stamp all the tailwheel planes with it. That's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> little little oh, late uh, night uh sticker bombing yeah exactly i love it um, i love it but it's a it's actually a, it's a fun air it's really fun um it looks fun i'd fly it absolutely yeah no it's it's a it's a good rocket i mean for you and me like we don't need it but um for a lot of people that you know there's there's people that don't have much time at all and the, you know they they are wrecking carbon cubs at a pretty big rate, right? Because yeah. there's 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 people with 500 hours and all they've done is fly airplanes with yaw dampers their whole life. But they see everybody else doing it out in the backcountry, like I'll do that too. And so yeah. a lot of the airplanes they're selling are actually the nose gear airplanes. So and so like you said, the crosswind component too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's been, um, uh, it's really cool. I wanted to ask both of you guys, uh, you know, with competition and stuff, obviously you get coaching and trainers and stuff like that. But um, what do you do as far as you know for the uh, the season gearing up with training? I know you guys go out and you fly uh, an incredible amount, but do you have a specific person that you use to critique um, and and uh, you know fine tune everything before the season starts, or is it all on you? You guys. It's it's a little bit both. I mean, there's a few guys I trust. So if Michael's there, I'll fly in front of Michael. Um, Kevin's there most of the time, so I fly in front of Kevin. We work with each other. Uh, Bill Stein, I'll work in front of. Um, yeah, I mean, any anybody that I trust and has a good eye, I, I want watching. Do you yeah, make any changes I, I, like year to year? I mean, I, th- I think we asked you this last time, but um, any tweaks to the to the routines where you want? somebody to look or is it just a matter of like hey i gotta knock the rust off just just watch me just make no, sure no there's, there's a lot of times like 
and you guys know what this is like. You, you like you do something in the cockpit, and you think this is the coolest thing that's ever been done with an airplane. And then you have somebody watching from the outside, and they're like, "Yeah, it doesn't look like anything's happening." So it's really Rob. That's it's never happened to, to Mark and I. By the way. <laughs> yeah. like, you know. But no, it's it's really good to get that that outside perspective because at the end of the day, for air shows, you want it to be entertaining. You want it to look like something. You want to try to wow the crowd. So yeah, you, you definitely need someone. To, one knows what they're watching, but even more, just is going to tell you, "Yeah, that's something cool. Keep working on it." Or no, that's that's a dead end. Don't go there. Sure. Yeah. And, and when it comes to, obviously everybody knows Rob has that creative mind, right? And there's the, to me in, in my, in my time, there's only been two, right? Xavier was the first and Rob is the second where they just think differently than everybody else. So for me, when it comes time to change in what I might do in a season or add or move or subtract or whatever, I, I basically only do it when I'm around Rob and then Kevin, if you know Kevin, he's like, that sucks, do this, or that sucks, do that, right? And, and so, like, I look I look for Kevin to be like, dude, that's not you. And because Kevin knows what I want. And, and, like, I used to do a double hammerhead and extra kind of sort of does one, but not really. Definitely not like a biplane and, and not as good as Rob's airplane. So Kevin's like, dude, why are you doing that? Like, it just looks stupid. It's not you. And so I took it out. I'm like, okay. And... Uh, and then we added a couple of things this this year um, that we did down yeah. there. But really, when it comes time to like adding stuff, Rob's the one that's like, "Hey, why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? Let's do one of those." And Kevin's the one that kind of like refines it after I put it in. I would say. Nice. That's an interesting um, element uh, that I never really thought of. Of like, is this is this thing you're doing you? Like, it, does this fit? Does this fit your your signature does this fit your routine does this fit your style you know i never really thought of it like that it's just that's that's a component that you need to think of right because you want it to be off I, I maybe not uh authentic or inauthentic but yeah does this is does this match something that you would be doing well yeah it's, it's got to fit your style your personality and and kind of the um what's the word i'm looking for it's, it's got to fit the rest of the routine it can't stick out like a sore thumb yeah, you know, like I, I used to flow. just just goofing around. I I used to come in at like 300 miles an hour and do a 3,200 foot tall vanilla loop just because it was fun. It was oh, you should put that in the air show. It just doesn't fit. It doesn't work. I wouldn't put that in yeah. air show because it's it's not really it's not really me. You know, it's not what you would expect me to do in a show. No, you need to add like yeah. 14 inside tumbles to that loop. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mike, is there anything that you're going to do in your show this year? You, you know, we'll, we'll, about doing? I'll, I, yeah, so I started to play with some stuff at the end of last year. And, and so the, the answer is yes, I'm always trying to do cool different things. And, um, but again, it comes down to being with Rob and Kevin, right? Those are the yeah. two people that I look, I look to. And, um, but like Rob said, and like you guys kind of indicated as well is that, you you kind of you gotta you have to let your personality flow or, or what you what you have right and I think it, it takes a it takes a long time to be able to express how you want to feel in an airplane in an airplane and that sounds weird probably but you know there's there's flying for yourself and then there's actually flying for an audience and being able to kind of kind of 
separate that and let people kind of feel your style and emotion through an airplane. And, you know, you guys see it when you watch a whack, right. You, or the nationals, yeah. right. There's, 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 there's one or two people in a nationals and maybe four or five at a whack that are like completely in control of everything. Right. And, and it's, it's magic that comes and goes. And so, um, you just have to know who you are and how and 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 how you want to express yourself in an airplane. So, you know, people come up to me. It's like, oh, why don't you do one of those like Rob does? And I'm like, uh, well, that's kind of what Rob does. And well, why don't yeah. you do one of those like Kevin does? I'm like, because uh, that's kind of like what Kevin does, right? So Kevin does <laughs> like a whatever a three quarter roll and a push away and then a and then a thing and a snap and um and Kevin used to fly a lot like me. And he's getting, uh, you know, he's finding his own style. I call it swoopy, which pisses him off. It's kind of like, he's like, how was that? Like, kind of, kind of swoopy, right? And he's like, oh, shut up. F you go in. I'm like, I like, I kind of laugh. But, you know, Kevin is, and Kevin's like, he's, he's flying lower and pushing out and doing different things. He's finding his way. But I'm not going to go do that because then I'm not me anymore, right? And so, sure. yeah, could I do this or that? And you know, add one thing here and add one thing there. But, but like, it, I want people to be like, Hey, that's my, you don't have to like it. It's not good or, or bad either way. It's, a, it's like, that's, that's always just been is. my way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Rob, do you think and, that that's kind of what separates a lot of uh, aerobatic or airshow pilots past say like the intermediate point is they depend on coaching and training to be, you know, continue to guide them through the way more um, physically instead of, you know, finding, finding their own way. And then they get to a, a almost like a plateau where, um, you know, it's, you can't have somebody tell you what to do at that point. It's, it's up on you and you got to figure out how to figure it out. With, I don't know if I understood the question with air shows or with competition. Just at, like, you know, that plateau, it seems like at the intermediate level where, you know, it, it's the, when you get training, I feel for a year in sportsman and light intermediate, you can you could spin up pretty fast and get good. But then once it comes to more complex figures and and maneuvers, whether it's you know advanced unlimited or you know high level air shows, um, it's more of a sense of um, not depending on on people to you know tell you where to put the controls exactly. Like you, they can kind of guide you, but you got to have the talent and the experience to to um, you know, be able to figure it out. Do you think that that's kind of a deciding factor that people don't want to kind of depend on themselves? Yeah. I mean, at some point you gotta, I mean, you gotta, I think the people who go far are the people that they really try to figure out every detail of it. It's not that someone just said, you put the stick here, you put the rudder there, and this is the airspeed you do it at. They say, okay, well, they told me to do that, but why? What happens if I do it early? What happens if I do it late? When I put the stick there, what's the plane doing? What's what's the aerodynamics? What's the gyroscopics? And really understanding what the aircraft is doing and how how to manipulate it. And the people that take it that seriously and really learn the ins and outs, it seems like they just go further because they just have a better understanding of what's happening. And it, everything becomes more second nature where they can figure it out themselves as opposed to someone just tell them how to do it. And that's not saying you shouldn't do coaching. You absolutely should. But you should know how to fly the airplane without someone telling you where to put the stick. That's fair. Yeah. You know, I never really thought about that, Mike. Sorry, Mike. Yeah, I don't. 
it's kind of the same, right? I think you, you, you will get to a certain level. I'm guessing probably the beginning of advanced, maybe, maybe sort of a somewhat accomplished. In- Did we lose Mikey? Oh gosh. The Don, got, the Don got whacked. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just me. Yeah, we can no, I was going. like, he'll sign back, back on. I bet you his phone died or something like that, or maybe his AirPods died. Um, but yeah, you know what I'm saying, Rob? Like, you know, when people get coached and coached and coached and they, they don't, they're just like, okay, stick goes here, stick goes here. And they have no feel almost. Yeah. And they, it just seems like there's that plateau. And um, kind of what I was, I was gaining at is, you know, what makes a great coach I feel is, is which, you know, Rob, I think you're a great coach, by the way, is, giving the student just enough so that he, he or she will have to, you know, take it from there almost and, and find their style. Yeah. Coaching is just a tool, right? So it's just a way to give you information so that you can go off and practice on your own or, or think about it more or try to figure stuff out, you know, and see what, what works for you and, and what actually applies. But coaching shouldn't be the end all. It shouldn't be, this is the way they said to do it. I'm going to do it like that every time. doesn't matter what the wind is. doesn't matter what time of day it is, you know, or the DA is. I mean, you got to be able to think things through a little bit too. You know, it's yeah. coaching is just tools and then you got to, you know, you got to put the time in, you got to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. What was the hardest, Rob? What was the hardest thing you, sorry, Mark. What? No, go ahead. No, I was going to say like, what, what would you say was the hardest thing for you to have to figure out, Rob? You know, with, in relation to air shows, I, we, we kind of killed everything with, with competition every time you're on a show. But, you know, with air shows, what, what did you find the, the most dangerous, but, you know, the most risky thing that you took, you took seriously, um, but it just took you a long time to develop. And it's not something that a coach could teach you. I mean, I was pretty lucky getting into that. I had some pretty good mentors. You know, I mean, I was hanging out with, with Michael and, and a few others and they gave me some really good advice that stuck with me from the beginning. Um, I don't know. I, I think like just because you can do something doesn't mean you should put it in an air show. Right. I think I've told these guys before that people ask yeah, me we've heard, time, I was gonna say. people say, what's the hardest thing you do? And it's, it's none of it. I, every figure I put in my air show is like walking. You just know how to do it. You yeah. don't have to think about it because that's the way it should be. Cause all your concentration should be on, Where's the ground? Where's the people? Where's the wind coming from? What's the density altitude? Where are these? Where are the obstacles? You know, all the stuff that's going to get you. Yeah. Not and and when you practice, you got to practice to failure. You got to practice to, you know, if I let this rotation go one extra, what's it going to develop into? If the engine quits with a nose straight up in the air at zero airspeed, what's my margin? What do I need to get into a flared attitude? You know, and building all that stuff in your sequence and knowing it and practicing it. And that's the stuff that keeps you alive and, and keeps you going. And, you know, th- there was prime example is, you know, um, a year ago, two years ago, when I wrote over that thing, how to do an inverted Frisbee. And then a week later, someone was saying, hey, I'm, I know how to do it. I'm doing it. In oh, yeah, it's like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> One, just from the video, I can tell you're too low. <laughs> you know, what are you, what are your outs? You know, you haven't. Oh, I remember you, that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if I'll develop <laughs> stuff and it'll be years before I actually put it in an air show. Cause there's just so many factors that have to go into it. You know, what's the figure before? What's the figure after it? Then the figure itself. What are the, what are the outs? What are the margins? How do I fit this in? What's the safe altitude? What are the gates? 
Well, and obviously yeah, we talk- I, that takes so much time. So this, with it being a work in progress, how, do you, do you take like, do you ever sit down and maybe like, like, uh, like voice note yourself or video record yourself of like, okay, this is how this went. This is what the failures were. This is, uh, you know, I don't know the gates, the losses, um, entry speeds, and this is the result. And, and you do that over time or do you write notes? Um, what is your process like for, for kind of working that out No, in terms of keeping a, track of it? I'm funny. It's like the only thing I can actually remember is details for aerobatics. So I don't, I'm not a big note guy because for some reason I can just remember those numbers. Um, at the beginning, I might write them down on a piece of paper till I really have them. Um, and then, you know, for an air show, I try to average things out too. So if, if I have 10 figures and nine of them, I need just as a, a round number, a thousand feet, if something goes wrong to recover, and then there's another figure where I only need 800 feet, I'm going to make that a thousand feet because it's easy to remember a thousand for everything. Sure. So Keep you do play that game. Yeah. And it's a little extra cushioning too, which is not a bad thing, but yeah. no, I mean, I'll, and if I have Bill there, or if I have Kevin there or even Michael, I'll say, okay, uh, I'm going to go do this figure. Well, I'm going to start doing my air show at any point. Tell me when the engine quits, you know, tell me when something goes wrong and make sure I'm on my game and I have something to recover. Oh, that's yeah. a cool exercise. I never even yeah. thought of it. And obviously the stuff you got to practice at altitude to really know what the numbers are, but yeah, you just, you, you have to practice failures. Yeah. Well, and, and, and bouncing things off of, of people that you, I mean, obviously you respect a ton of people uh, within the industry, but you know, um, the amount of people that fly a routine similar to the routine that you and Mike fly are very few within the industry. Um, oh, exactly. And it sounds like it sounds like, like uh, you and Kevin and Mike kind of have. I mean, you know, Kirby's off doing his own thing. <laughs> um, but you know, <laughs> between Kirby, you, Mike, and Kevin, um, I mean, I know there are others, but uh, that in terms of high energy um, monoplane, um, high high level of aerobatic routine like that's you guys are pretty much pretty much there uh um that's that's the crop right there so i mean very few people to bounce things off of uh that that would kind of know what to look at yeah i mean you got somebody to learn something to learn from everybody but sure it just depends on what you're trying to do like if i you know matt yunkin wouldn't come to me to talk about v1 cuts in the twin beach during an airshow routine right yeah sure and i'm probably not to go to him to talk about the intricacies of an inside tumble yeah right but if he's had an airshow and he's watching something i'm doing and he comes up to me and say hey i watch this one thing and it kind of made the hair in the back of my neck stand up and let's talk about it then i'm going to respect that and and know that he knows what he's watching and try to figure it all out so it just it just kind of depends upon the situation you're in yeah have you had that conversation I, i know we've We've had uh, we've we've heard that you've had uh, uh, you know feelings like that um, in years past. But anything this year, we don't have to name names, obviously. But anything at at air shows this year that you kind of had to do that to somebody? Oh, let me think. All the years kind of blend together after a while. Um, yeah, there was there was um actually there was two, and one person I brought something up that I saw, and they said, well. I mean, they actually had all the right answers. They were like, this is how I practice it. This is where I came up with these numbers. This is the failures I practice. This is the altitude I need to recover. I was like, all right, cool. You know your stuff and carry on. And oh, that's amazing. The other, yeah. and the other person, the answer basically like, you know, what's a margin? It's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. 
So it just depends. Yeah. And I've had people come to me and ask stuff and some was legit and made me think about it. And others were like, once I explained what I was doing and how it worked, like, oh, okay, never mind. You're, you're fine. Yeah, I guess you're good. Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you just have to, I think that's. Rob checks out. No, but, that, <laughs> but that's that's good about having a like a competition background going into air shows. Though is you know competition, you're always looking to be critiqued. You know you you don't, you're not asking people to tell you what you did right. You're asking people to tell yeah. you what you did wrong so you can get better all the time. It. And to bring that attitude into air shows, you're always looking to improve and get better and and make things right. I, I think that helps quite a bit. Do you feel like there's a duality in air shows where like? the the uh emphasis or the the focus in air shows specifically is a lot of uh maybe um i don't know ego stroking in that regard where it's it's maybe the opposite of of competition there's definitely a lot of that yeah i mean you can tell the people have come from a competition background and the competition and the people who haven't yeah yeah uh, that's that's for sure and that, and that that's that's being very general obviously there's exceptions sure. both sides oh sure uh, sure and i'm back i'm back by the way we missed you. Mike. What happened? I don't know. The internet died because the weather's bad. And then I had to go out and put some more stickers on my router so I could feel a little bit more adequate when I was <laughs> on the phone with Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, try pacer pilot. Right. <laughs> best hair 2023. Industry, 2023. <laughs> Plymouth, Massachusetts, best slow flight award, 2023. <laughs> Oh, man, that'd be fun to do. Just Tracer champion. Send people random trophies. <laughs> um, um, Mike, when you were gone, uh, we were kind of, I was just kind of um, summarizing to Rob about, you know, um, obviously you and, and Kevin have had a, um, a close relationship for years and uh, it seems like, you know, th- this is, you guys have kind of a good thing uh, with each other of being able to bounce uh, things off of each other. And, um, that circle's kind kind of gotten smaller over you know over the years. Um, obviously, it's a good thing to have kind of an intimate circle of a few people that you trust. But um, do you find that that becomes a little bit harder when you want somebody like Rob or Kevin to look at what you're doing um, and they're not around? Yeah. Well, you know, so um, when we talk about that, I'm just talking about airshow style and being creative and things like that, right? If I was going to, somebody that wants to tell me if I'm going to do a three-quarter outside snap-up or whatever, and, you know, is it under or over? Is there too much pitch and not enough pitch and too much aileron and not enough aileron? Obviously, there's way more people that can do that than just Rob and Kevin. Sure. Right? So it's not, it's just, I'm just talking about more the airshow side of things. That Sure, sure. Yeah. Do you care about, uh, uh, I mean, I, I say, do you care? Of course you do because your routine reflects it. But um, are you really concerned about the, the kind of um, the figure in interest in, well, boy, I can't even talk today. Um, the specifics of under rotating, over rotating vertical. Yes. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Yeah. So when I go out and just practice, keeping that discipline. Yeah. So when I go out and practice 50% of it is lines and angles and rolls. And then the other 50% are, are, tumbles and being creative and stuff so i'll put the unlimited known on my panel or uh or somebody's unknown and i won't go out and push a whole bunch of negative g but try to do all the combinations and all of those things and yes so 
a hundred percent. If you didn't do it, you just get sloppy over time. And sloppy. That, that's yeah. what ends up happening is you just, it stops becoming your focus. And um, again, as I was talking about before, it's kind of what I try to do is be as accurate as I can while still be super entertaining and, and, you know, blending classic aerobatic flying with freestyle flying. Right. A lot of a better term. Yeah. It's awesome. How about uh, for both of you guys, most memorable um, air show moment this year for this season? Ooh. I know. I don't know. Wow. Good question. For Mike, it'd probably be Jones Beach when uh, he got to see me. Yeah, that's probably (laughs) true. (laughs) Wow, that's a tough one. It is hard. Yeah, it's hard. You know, they all they all blend together. Honestly, do. yeah, Mike, I love you so much. I'm holding back so many uh, NX Cup jokes right now. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> you haven't run out of them yet. No, no. <laughs> oh. Actually, I can't. I can't find it. But it was Sammy Mason that actually gave me the worst dig while I was oh, out God. there. I was like, "Thanks a lot, you little brat." <laughs> this sounds on brand for for Sammy. Yeah, love you, Sammy. <laughs> He's probably going to yeah. pick up a keg of beer and assess this somewhere. Yeah, exactly. As he <laughs> as he writes that on his scoreboard, <laughs> like one for Sammy, O for Mikey G. <laughs> Is Santa Paula really that kind of like wild? We've heard so many good positive stories, but about Santa Paula, but it's like the Wild West over there. <laughs> it's worse. <laughs> I think I think it's I think it's crazier than anything we've heard. I love the place. I think it's so cool. Rob and I were there, what, two years ago, Rob? Yeah. That was very cool. That's when you guys did that formation flight. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah and then right, Sammy right tried to, Beach, yeah. Yeah, right before Huntington. And then Sammy tried to drag us through whatever you call the exclusion zone or whatever goes through <laughs> LA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With his with his transponder not working and his radio not working and the altimeter <laughs> off, I'm like, that's right. That's great. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Knuckle, knucklehead. I got to go to work this weekend in L.A. Like how how high are you guys? We're at thirty five hundred. I'm like, uh, it says forty two on my altimeter, Sammy, but that's okay. <laughs> it's just numbers. Just numbers. Well, he took he took the he took the canopy off of his airplane for whatever reason and didn't realize that it would change the static system. Uh, so the altimeter it was so the the encoder was reading differently. Yep. <laughs> well, I was just blasting Van Halen. <laughs> oh man, that'd be fun to do like a a group podcast. It'd be hard because everybody's so funny and and there's a lot of voices, but. Um, just to get that going out in Huntington Beach with you guys. Get some snow cones and and record a podcast, dude. (laughs) Are you guys going to train out of Santa Paula since you're both flying Huntington Beach? I'll be coming straight from National, so I don't know if I'll have time. You don't have to go to National. Huntington Beach is way more important. Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Actually, I think I'll have a little more time than I think I... I Just skip it. Skip Nationals. That's fine. Nobody's going to miss you. We under, we'll understand. 
We'll that will be do. the biggest. That will be the biggest party. The Rob Holland isn't here party. Oh my god! <laughs> the the morale amongst the unlimited uh, category right? would be amazing. Yeah. Why is everybody so happy? <laughs> Believe it or not, like the the thing that I not to harp on nationals, but the thing I remember is everybody on in unlimited was was so supportive. I don't, Mike, you would have been like. Because I've heard stories from the 90s about how cutthroat it was. But yeah. um, this year, everybody was, you know, it was competitive. Don't get me wrong. But it wasn't. How would you describe it, Rob? I'm kind of losing words here. It was good, but I want to use something better. It was just, I mean, it was kind of the whole vibe of the entire Nationals. You know, it was just a good vibe. Everyone was having fun. Everyone was there to have a good time and help. Everyone was there to be serious and compete at their best. But there was, there was yeah. just no drama. Yeah, Mike, if you flew to Aura at Nationals and Sports would not be that be I know you can't you take like that, that much time away you from like work, that? but right. Yeah, yeah, that'd be incredible for multiple yeah. multiple reasons. <laughs> but like to, to go back, you guys are right. Like I, so I saw, I don't know, I called somebody and Jeff, I think I called you and you guys were all in there was like five of you in the hotel room walking through an unknown or something. And yeah, and Coco's like, we gotta go. Get him off the phone and whatever. And about and, and I'm sit, I'm sitting there like, wow, we never did that when I was. It was like it was every man against themselves. Yeah, back in the day, and you had your coach, and you that was it. And yeah, it was really, and even like you know, Sergey was coaching all of us, and but like we, I Kirby and David Martin and I would never get together to to go over the unknown. Sergey would work with me, and he, he's like. Any questions? Nope. And he'd go over to Kirby. He's like, any questions? Nope. And then he'd go to David. And but the three of us didn't didn't really talk about it. And then we hope the other one each <laughs> stepped on their meat and made a zero. We're like, yes. Sorry, David. Yeah. That was terrible. But good for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, too bad, fella. Well, I mean, we still loved each other a lot, but we're like, ah, oh, sorry about. That. I mean. You know, if they were if they were really mad, you wouldn't give them any crap. But like, if they were, you know, you'd be like, "Oh, kind of sorry that you made a zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems like the focus is really on a team this year. I don't know if you agree with that, Rob, but um, it's less of an individual kind of push, and everybody seems to just be wanting to kind of up the ante and and push each other to get better and perform as a team, um, which is really great for me. You know, just entering the category, and I'm really pumped just to. You know, I feel like if I'm around everybody and, you know, um, have eight, you know, seven, eight incredible unlimited guys watching me and picking me apart and, and great coaching it, uh, just I'm super pumped to get better this year. I don't see how I can at that point. Oh, yeah. No, I'm excited to watch you this year. I think you're going to get so much out of it um, yeah. between working with Coco and hopefully Francois Lavotte for first few camps. And I think it's going to be great. Yeah. Mike, did you know? Uh, do you know we're get trying to get out Lovato over here? I think that would be uh, like I know Francois really well, and man, he's a he's an interesting guy. He is all in, right? He will. He's one of those people that's not just about moving the stick; it's everything. It's fitness, and yeah, yep. it's really cool. He and and Sergey Rachman, and just just watching the way that Sergey approached the air race, you could see how his mind worked competing as really pretty oh, wow. very ex very exacting and yeah really cool yeah uh rob i'll send mike over to dates for the camps and if the stars align and you find yourself in that area where lavat's gonna be you should definitely swing by 
And where, where will you guys fly? Uh, probably Union City. Okay, cool. Yep. Really cool. Yep. Yeah, I've yeah, heard that, a lot about really it. Yeah. I actually had dinner with him one time. Coco, unfortunately, is not going to be able to make the first couple camps just for some personal stuff. So um, I asked Lovat if he could fill in for him, which Coco is all about. So we'll, we'll have him for hopefully the first two camps and then Coco for the rest of them. That's super Neat. cool. Yeah. I trained well, with Francois uh, is kind of a disciple, right? So, yeah, exactly. I trained with uh, Coco for the first time this year, Mike, and uh, obviously Rob knows and everything, but he is hysterical and incredible too. I mean, I learned a shit ton, but um, the way he explains things is just like it just clicks. <laughs> it doesn't, yeah. you know, if you said it, it, it wouldn't make sense over the year here, but like. It was fun, but yeah, he was, he was really fun to work with, you know, for a little bit of time. Like I was uh, able to be around him, but um, the guy, he's just like you were saying with Levad, he's just all in the background. Just so all in. Yeah. Well, I mean, Rob's worked with everybody and obviously sticking with Coco says a lot, right? Yeah. Did you ever work with Coco? I only like only one time, but just kind of fooling around with Rob and Kevin and you guys were at Kokomo and, and I was there and, um, but not really very seriously. So I, um, I worked with Patrick Paris some, and then oh, David cool. and I did. Yep. And Patrick is, if you know, Patrick, Patrick's quiet and he's kind of coaches the same way. Like if you, if you get him at dinner and start asking questions, He's very deep. I mean, he'll go on for an hour about some kind of a topic. Um, and then I worked with with Eric Vazé, who I really like out of all the people that I've worked with over the years, Eric and I were, were super good buddies and got along great. And um, I really liked the way he pushed me harder than anybody. Um, oh, wow. I just like I remember just, a lot, too. Yeah, Eric's great. I'd love to like, work with him sometime. Oh, I just loved it. He he would uh, he was like he would call me a poofta, which I guess is some kind of a like a, a a derogatory term for me being a wimp, right? And he's like poofta faster, far. like he's like trying to make me stop the aileron. Like I I think that I stop an aileron roll pretty hard, whether it's vertical or whatever. And he's like no harder, no harder, no harder. I mean, we did a day worth of like. Just rolling and stopping and stopping and stopping and stopping. And I'm like, oh my God, my arm is going to fall off. And he just pushed <laughs> me hard. He pushed me harder than anybody ever to be, you, you know, to get the last 1%, which was really, really fun. So, what you're That's saying awesome. is that it's not hard to become an aerial pilot like Michael and Rob Holly. You set the train with just 20 people. <laughs> the amount of experience you guys have is just incredible that nobody realizes like all these trainers you guys train with to get good and it's a lot of work man it's a lot of work you guys put into this well think about all the time that both of them spent just being around people like that you know like that that like hanger talk and hanger flying of where you pick up these little tips and, and tidbits over the years on top of doing all that i mean it's you live it. You literally live it. Yeah, that's incredible. You guys are incredible. You guys are pretty cool. Pretty rad. Yeah. Aww. That's, Aww. that's cool. Aww. <laughs> All right. If you, down. if you got if you guys want, I'll uh, I'll give you a sign off on my nose gear plane. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Can we, we get a, an endorsement? <laughs> yes. Give me a nose gear endorsement. I love it. I take. You know what? I would take a a, a, a nose gear endorsement in my logbook for Mike Lillian. I would do that. Only like 20, 50 mile radius though from the home airport. Oh god. Yes. Right. Which uh, which engine is in it? It's a IO three ninety. But it has, and they have electric. They have uh, electronic mags in it. Oh wow! Whoa! Yeah, the, the dual electronic mag. So it's got the. It has the main battery, and then the oh Jesus, the electrical system is dying battery. So you got thirty <laughs> minutes once the light comes on, until oh, wow. the engine stops. Yeah, yeah, it's got two electronic mags on it. Out in the middle of nowhere, where there might not be a runway. Exactly. <laughs> What's the worst what could that possibly happen? go wrong? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's well, a, it's a little ironic because I want to, you know, we want want. Uh, dual impulses and stuff, so it'll start anywhere. But they don't do it that way. Not so. There's not so. two impulse couplers. Nope, it's just electronic bags. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they can hand prop it. Uh, I don't think so. No, because you you need to get the you I need guess to you get couldn't. the shower sparks things running right, or however they do it. I don't know how you do it on an electronic bag. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Well, when uh, Mikey G gets lost in the wilderness, I guess we'll know what happened. Right. Exactly. This has been real and it's been fun. Oh, so you're leaving us. <laughs> you sound like you're you sound like you're getting ready to close up shop. So I was yeah, like, OK, no, I'm we are. The it, hint. It, it's time. We, we, I mean. Your agent said that we couldn't keep you on uh, past 145, and we're 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 getting there. We're we're getting to 145 here. Um, yeah, you got three minutes, guys. <laughs> any any um, I don't know. Any closing thoughts? Uh, obviously, you know, we want you to guys to uh, mention sponsors and thank your sponsors. But uh, you know, any I don't know, any any closing thoughts from either either of you two? Oh gosh, you first, Mike. <laughs> I don't know. I would I would just say Merry Christmas to all you guys. And I have to say, God, I don't want to admit this in public, but I actually do listen to every single one of your podcasts. Thank you. That means a lot. So not, sometimes right? we're good. Christmas came and early. Only, yeah, and only and only some of the time I'm like, oh my God, that is the biggest BS coming out of his mouth. Where did he find that? <laughs> but on occasion. Only sometimes? Oh well, yeah. more than Jeff. sometimes. Right. Oh, we get we get called out, and I I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong. We had an email from a somebody, um, and I was like, "Yeah, man, I was way wrong. You're right." Or you know, you I'm explain. gonna actually. So I'm just gonna take notes now. So like, <laughs> hey, Mark, wasn't there a 600 horsepower extra made in 1990? Oh yeah, there was. was I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna just call a total BS on that. I'm like, no, actually, that didn't happen. We need we need Rob and Mike to have like a button and we'll get a red light here in each of our uh, rooms. And every time we say something bullshit when they're listening, they could just signal us. We'll be the I fact like checkers. Fact we'll get the fact checkers. Get the fact checkers. I like it. Exactly. Well, it. Take notes and then we'll have you on next year for the Christmas special and we'll do the airing of the grievances where we get, you know, we can talk about all the things we got wrong. It's going to need to be six hours, though. <laughs> Talk to your agent. See if you can get the time. And let, let's do it. I'm I'll game. see if I can extend my commitment. <laughs> yeah. 
And it'd be cool too. Um, you know, we're talking about uh, banter and, and this and that, but um, I got to be honest, like the behind the scenes of the air show stuff, when you guys post that, um, I love it. You know, um, you know, especially it's really, it's really fun and it gives like a, a really more of an end up. I, I don't know. I just, it's cool to see how much work you guys put into this stuff. Um, it's not just the flying and, and uh, it's really interesting to just look into it and get that like backstage pass to it. Agreed. Yeah, that's cool. I agree. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, no. <laughs> Glad to sit. <laughs> uh, Rob and I are like, what's he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because it's, it's so normal for you guys, but Mark and I are like, over here like whoa cool check that out or like oh my god did you see that that was freaking epic or whatever you know we love it we're yeah. like dude we're your biggest fans well maybe not but we're, we're big fans well i know you guys got some diehards out there yeah i, my mommy go, loves I, me. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know. go i wouldn't go flying in nx cub but you know i'd definitely go to your <laughs> yeah exactly i'll get the endorsement but i'm not gonna go flying it <laughs> rob any closing thoughts from you no just um Keep it safe. Looking forward to 2024. Everyone have a Merry Christmas. And um, go Team USA for the uh, for the World Championships next year. Love it. Is the uh, uh, location finalized yet? Yeah, we're going to be 30 miles from the Ukraine border. That's right. Yep. Okay, so that is that is final. <laughs> we're yeah, actually we're looking for sponsors from Beretta, Smith & Wesson. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> Can you fit? Can you guys wear a flak jacket and a parachute? Yeah. It's funny because we actually, in all seriousness, we contacted the military. And we we're putting some flares on the bottom of our airplanes for when we fly. <laughs> right. Smart. I'm sure the USA flags are going to look great. Nobody's going to care. Yeah, with the meme the shit out of that one. Yeah. yeah that's going to be good. Yeah. Go team hey, USA. It, that's going to be awesome. Good luck, Rob. Hope you win this one. It'll be really cool. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Mike. Way to set the expectations, Mike. Beat your freaking shine box, Jeff. Man, Mike, the Don is just taking hey, it hey. out on Mark and I. You can't fly an extra, hey. Mark. I'm not going to do good. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I'm just, I'm just. Hey, you said it's all about. You, you're like, I want to know the real Mikey G and the real world. Like, yeah. You watch. You, you watch. This is going to be the. This is going to be the best. We're going to get so many positive reviews from this. Anytime that Mark and I get shitted on by people, people love it. They love it. Oh, it's a they love it. Yeah, well, yeah let's be like the most that, replayed please? episode. Yeah. Well, Rob and I can keep going. We're just getting started. If you want. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll have to do a New Year special. Just, just crap it on Mark and Jeff. Oh yeah. God! I'm gonna cry myself to sleep. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks. Uh, we love you thanks, guys. Guys. <laughs> well, Rob, we're we're thanks for having us, guys. We a little too. Were we a little too harsh? Maybe. Sorry. Not at all. No. Not at no, all. Definitely not. <laughs> No, that's honestly, it. not hard enough. <laughs> that's what we can take Merry, it. Mer Merry Christmas, you guys. <laughs> Merry Christmas, guys. All right. Merry Christmas. We'll talk to y'all next take care. week. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. 
Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. 